เบลพีดเบลพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพีพี What you do? Really? The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky worlds of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted <laughs> Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Society Club House in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, perverts. Hi. I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. And I am Boogie. And here we are now on show 27, a magical show, the two days after <laughs> Kathy's birthday show. Oh my God. Two days. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Kathy is now old. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have now achieved a level of oldum, and we love you for it. God damn it. How do you feel, Kathy? Are you feeling okay? I feel 50. Do you, I wasn't going to say <laughs> that it was 50, but you know, you know, you know, God damn it, you make it to 50. A buzz. A little, little you, smattering, you, a little golf. You get a little golf clap for it. A smattering. A golf clap. That's cool. We had uh, a lot of fun. Uh, we had the goddamn last black light party that we're gonna have at Threshold for a long time. Or Boogie's back will break. <clears throat> Or my back will break. We have uh, black light parties uh, that we've hosted where the entire main room is done in black lights and everyone comes in and paints themselves and, and it's a lot of fun and there's perversion, whatever. And uh, so we had a little, little festivities for Kathy and her birthday. That was so much fun. And who gave you the coolest present, present that Abyss told me what to get you? <laughs> I keep looking at it. I just I think it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Let it, them know. Let the a, perverted podcast listeners know what I got you for your birthday. A grater. It's a zester. It's called it a zester. It can grate. It can zest. I think it's actually a plane. I think they call it, it a planer. It is a plane. You're absolutely right. It is. Like a wood planer? No. no. Like after Kathy zests up some lemon, she what? can pull a door off that's a little uneven Did, and fucking plane that motherfucker down. You got me. Abyss told you what to get. You just went out and bought it. Hey, I... <laughs> I knew it is. What will you do with the nutmeg shit? You that's, know, when you get the yeah. nuts, the nutmeg, nut, you can do orange, the lime nutting zest, nutmeg. You, you can do Parmesan. Mm-hmm. That I, and is that not an incredible gift? It is an unbelievable gift, and you're very sweet to do that for me. Damn straight, I'm damn sweet. <laughs> Just another day on Fat Life with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. Ooh, that is freaky. The type of things you see on Fat Life will leave you happy, horny, enlightened, or possibly perplexed. FetLife.com is the world's greatest social media site for kinky people, and every week we talk a bit about the stuff Fet Life people are talking about. For your peace of mind, please know that every group or blog post we talk about specifically has granted us permission to a, do so. A blog pope? You know what? I am a de pope. <laughs> This is on my blog. Abyss is tired. Leave her alone. Worship of my blog pope. Right. Sounds like another word for dick. You want to touch my blog pope? Wow. Put a little, a little funny hat on it. Yeah, you Just generally light some, do. Light some incense. Oh. I'm a blog pope. You know, I was just. 
You want to see my blog, Pope? <laughs> no, I actually am thinking there was a uh, there was a picture. You know, it's like one of those memes, and it's the Pope, and he has his uh, white robes on, and it has like that over robe, the like the circular thing around his head, uh-huh. and the wind had caught it. So it was flapping around his entire head. And he looked like the frilled dinosaur from Jurassic Park that spits venom. Pretty accurate. So there's literally, there was a, on the meme it says, the Pope, he can spit holy water from 25 feet. We have now derailed. Kathy, sorry, what you sorry about that. Sorry. It's a blog Pope and spitting Pope. Can you tell that we're very devout devout Catholics here on Perverted Podcast? We love the Pope to fuck uh, with. Can we please talk about this post? Would you, would you just like me to play the jingle? No! <laughs> just get us back in the mood. Just back. Ooh, that's a... Yeah, no, yeah, you that it. is freaky. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, the Pope blog is freaky. Oh, Lord. This segment this is, is going already to be, half over. This, this, this is going to be that show. Shit. All right, this post is by Petroglyph, who wrote a, something called, What Did He Do Wrong? So here she's talking about how she and her partner were doing a scene, and she had her arms tied behind her back and in a kind of a harness, and he was punching her in the chest, which she absolutely loved. But then the next morning she woke up and she found it hard to breathe, and she couldn't move her right arm above her head. So it turns out what happened is that she had injured her rotator cuff. Whenever she tells the story, people look at her partner and, and they turn to her and say, well, what did he do wrong? That's the first thing that comes out of their sure. mouths. And it pisses her off because the answer is nothing. He actually didn't do anything wrong. So here's what she says. We engaged in a risky activity. Sometimes when you take risks, they come due. We create an assumption that if the top does everything right, if they practice and pay attention and aim with perfect care, they can somehow create a protective bubble in which nothing can possibly go wrong. That we can somehow control the outcome of every situation, but we can't. And when we pretend we can, when we hear about a scene injury and instantly assume that the top must have done something wrong, we close off important conversations about how risky of an activity it is. I think in in general, rack. We're gonna we're gonna we're a pretty rack type of show here, and I think in general, I I don't. The only thing that that makes me uh, afraid of that, uh, actually, not the article. The article I thought was actually really really well written and a written and a great point. Shut up, blog pope. Um, <laughs> but I thought I thought that was really good. What I don't want the newer people to think is. You know what I'm saying? Kind of the don't take it too lightly that, oh, shit's going to happen. You're going to get injured. But in general, I think it's true. And I don't know if this is more for males or females that um, that when something goes wrong with a female, it's it's more obviously the guy's an asshole and he did it on purpose. I don't think so. I mean, it's I liked the personal responsibility of this post where it's like, no, no, this is our personal responsibility. We do fucked up shit. And sometimes things can go a little awry. And she, I did like the fact she said, if if my hands hadn't been bound or if he hadn't punched me harder or whatever, that would have completely changed our scene. And that's not necessarily what we were going for. So I do like that. Um, flip side, I mean, I have had scenes go where there were unexpected consequences. Oopses. Um, I don't even know even a oops. Like we knew it was a possibility. Um, I was doing uh, um, blood play 
but it wasn't it wasn't a big blood play scene and i ended up you you know scratching uh and they were very light shallow scratches on his back but he scarred sure. and it was unexpected we didn't think that it was going to scar that badly so we had that that was an unexpected risk did i do anything wrong in my scene no did he know it was a possibility yes did i fuck up no but on the flip side we also want to hurt people not harm people right that's kind of yeah so ultimately it is the top's responsibility to minimize the potential risks and injuries during a scene and that is with having a solid knowledge base so if you know what you're talking about yeah you can have fuck-ups but it's still you know they can happen i i agree i agree with what boogie said and i can understand that we don't want people new to the scene to uh minimize the fact that you need to look at what happened in a scene. You need to do uh, some kind of a, a, a talking at the end and where you come together and you discuss what happened. Um, and I think everybody does. What Petroglyph is talking about specifically is that everybody, that is their go-to question, even yeah, people in the wrong? scene who know better. And that to have that automatic assumption is what she's talking about. So, Maybe the, the be- a better question to ask would be, so what happened? What happened? I mean, because the reality is to say nothing went wrong is, is kind of bullshit. Something went wrong. She pulled her rotator cuff. So you have to analyze why that happened because it wasn't the desired effect was to, pull, to pop out her shoulder. So that's where you have to look at, okay, something did go wrong. It was risk aware. We did the best we could to prepare for it. So we're not going to judge somebody based on, you know, the fact that something happened and that there was an accident and, you know, but it really does mean that you have to reflect and go, okay, how did that happen? Why did that happen? And how do we avoid something like that happening again? Yeah, but I also, I mean, the the title of the post is, what did he do wrong? Because that's what right. everyone's asking. They, they immediately point to the top and say, what did that top do wrong that caused you that harm? And she was getting sick and tired of it because it makes him that automatic assumption that he has done something wrong. And maybe you're right, Boogie. You were saying that maybe it, it happens to be mostly with guys. If you see uh, a guy do something that causes harm to a woman, you immediately, that part of our brain that, that is so used asshole, to... That predator asshole, you know, yeah. obviously he meant to do that or something. Exactly. So maybe that plays into it too. I can understand what she's saying, but I also want to make very sure that everybody who's listening knows that you you need you really do need to assess what happened at the end. And she even says that. She says... Every day I assess what risks I'm currently willing to take in the scene and out. I do what I can to ameliorate or ensure against them, and then I take them. All I can do is trust that when I do, when any of my risks come due, I can deal with the consequences. And I completely uh, agree with that because this sounds like somebody who is a very experienced player. Exactly. Um, and the reality is is how much – and this is, this is a whole nother show – to risk aware consensual kink how risk aware really are you how many tops in a dungeon actually sit down and go okay i'm going to touch you with this thing here's the seven things that can go wrong two of them might be fatal and you know we're gonna how much time do we really spend we use the term a lot and we say oh risk aware some shit can go bad but do we really get into what those specific things are and this is to me as well do i do that with new play partners no, not not too much. 
you know, I'll say these are the things I'm going to do to you. And then they agree, okay, yeah, that sounds right, or I'll show them the toy or the needle or, the, you know, whatever. But do I really say, hey, by the way, let's talk here, let's look at some pictures of burn victims. And, oh, oh you know. my God. There, there no. is also, I will say, there is, there is responsibility to the bottom. Sure. If you are coming into the scene and you are looking around and seeing people who are getting spanked and stuff like that, it's not just the top's responsibility to explain every aspect that can't go wrong. It's also the bottom's responsibility to have a brain and go, hmm, if I get hit in the chest, maybe down the line that could fuck with my breathing. Sure. If you if you're in a car accident and slam your chest into the steering wheel, it's going to fuck with your breathing. If you're getting punched in the chest, it can fuck with your breathing. These are all things that it's 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 also the bottom's responsibility to come in marginally aware of these. Well, and like at threshold, we you know in orientation we say all the time, hey, classes aren't just for the tops. You know, bottoms need to go to the exact same classes that the tops are going so you can know that when you're bottoming to somebody, are they doing something in a safer, more correct way or, you know, because then you know, like if, if, if you, the bottom, have gone to all of these rope classes and you know that there are certain places not to tie because you're going to cause potential nerve damage and all of a sudden someone ties you, you're going to be able to stand up for yourself because you are now risk aware and you can say, hey, don't don't tie there. So I, I agree. I agree with the best that the bottom has just as much responsibility. I love this topic. I think I really enjoyed reading this. It was a great post. Thank you to Petroglyph. But it definitely opens up a much, yeah. <laughs> a, a much longer conversation. We only got to touch on it for a few. And that's the, wait, that's the only FetLife thing we have? That's the only one we have. You, oh, okay. Well, then we let's, have... We, have, we have a new segment then for... Vaginas and paninuses, things we find interesting. This is the random topic we are going to talk about now. <laughs> Does that say paninuses? <laughs> okay, so... I was just trying to come up with a jingle for this is the random host topic um, because perverted podcast listeners. Now we've been doing this for six months and a lot of shows and we're always trying to pick topics like from FetLife or from a submissives initiative or or groups that that post things. And we're like, hey, you know, we we encounter ideas, too. We know things. <laughs> we know things. And so let's start, you know, picking some things. If, it, if it's a topic that comes up and maybe there's not an article about it, we could still talk about that. And so I was just having an email. We have a, a new perverted podcast listener, Astro Hendricks. Lives Great in name. Astro, yeah, totally. Name. Astro, the world's greatest Jetsons dog, and then <laughs> Hendrix, Jimmy Hendrix, Larry Roach, right? He, uh, he uh, <laughs> musician, writer, uh, really cool guy, really great thinker. Been having some great, you know, he enjoys the show. Been having some really uh, great conversations with him about kink and stuff. He's really, he's really new, but he's really enjoying it. And on top of that, he also happens to have some pretty significant disabilities. And uh, and notice I said all the good things about him first as a person, and then it just happens to be that this person also has some significant disabilities that, that create challenges for him physically. So we've been talking back and forth, and there were some things that we had in a conversation. Um, I mean, that guy's really cool. He's a really smart guy. He reads a lot. And uh, we may actually be having him do a segment. Uh, you know, because we have a lot of listeners, perverted podcast listeners in Australia. So I'm like, hey, maybe you could be like the Australia guy. <laughs> like, I don't know. That would be cool. I just know there's like a lot of things that will kill you. There's Send me an echidna. Yes. <laughs> dig dig you up an, echid or an echidna skeleton. 
Ah, oh, that would be sweet. Or some Rue hide. But anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on in that country. And I'd like to have a segment producer in each country that, you know, like England, Scotland, Ireland. And so maybe he can be our correspondent in Australia. We're working it out. But anyway, he's a nice guy. But we were having uh, an email exchange where he brought up some interesting topics and some things that he goes through in his life be- with his disabilities. And uh, and we were talking about Abasio, uh Abasiophilia, which is the person that's attracted or has a fetish for people who are disabled or in a wheelchair, stuff like that. And he says, you're right that it is a psychosexual attraction, and that's cool. I'm willing to oblige a woman's needs in that nature. I've done it before. Good guy. Good job. Good job, Astro. Uh, I've done it before in the sense of sleeping with a woman because she wanted to have sex with a guy in a wheelchair, midget. Uh, It was fun, but I didn't feel great about myself the next morning. And then we started talking about in the kink community that maybe that's going to be different, uh, you know, and that there's more <laughs> there's more acceptance in the kink community um, that he's starting to explore. But in the end of the day, uh, like most other people, I'm looking for someone who's interested in me first. And uh, then he goes on to say, don't get me wrong. I love my life. I live in a beautiful country. I have a house, food, water, etc. But we all need intimacy. And given that transgender people are so prevalent and accepted in society these days it just makes me wonder when is my minority group going to become trendy the same way that uh pansexuality seems to be trending now and Mm. i thought that was a great question it's a tough question it is because and the question the question I started thinking about, because at Threshold, we do have a number of, of people with physical challenges. We have some people that are wheelchair-bound that, that come in and play and, and have great experiences just like everybody else. We have people that are sight-impaired, hearing-impaired. Um, but I do notice that there is a difficulty. This is just me. I notice that I have to kind of push myself to reach out. I mean, I have, to, I have to push myself to reach out in general, unless, of course, you you look cute and I want to fuck you. But um, wow. it, it's just it's true. true. It's just true. Um, but what is the fear that people have approaching people with noticeable disabilities? Like, where where does that come from? Finding difference. A lot of times, people look for people that they feel that they have a common thread with and if you have something that's um noticeably different i feel that a lot of folks will go to what they're more comfortable with because it's one of those conversations like if you are a more accepting person or you know have to to coin your term to who've gone up the mountain and they get they don't see the the disability they just see a person they can start a conversation no problem there's there's you know hey so and so how you know how are you doing da 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 most people the first thing they're going to do is see the disability say it's a person in a wheelchair and the thoughts are going to run through their head how oh well what what put them in a wheelchair what else do they have what is this you know how do i talk about it do i talk about it do i bring it up do i do, you know these are all things that the average person you know is going to immediately go through also being so PC in this, you know, in, in our culture, you don't want to say something that's going to offend somebody. And it may not even be made in a, a way that was meant in anything degrading or anything like that. But you may accidentally say something that you realize later, like, oh, God, what if I offended him? What if I did? You know, it's it's it can be a difficulty. 
Uh, <laughs> 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 my turn. Well, uh, I think that he's talking about the BDSM community. Yes, he's kinky, right? I mean, yeah, no, okay. he, yeah, he's he's exploring. I mean, this is obviously he's been gone through this in his non-kink life, right? And now he's kind of exploring in the kink to see if there's a little more acceptance, right? Well. This is just in my observation, what I have seen. Somebody walks into Threshold, they walk into a party or some event. They're here with a purpose. They're either already going to be playing with somebody, they have a play partner set up, they're going to go do a scene, or they're scouting around and they're looking for something. And they already know what they're looking for. And they are going to see everybody through that lens. So, and I've seen this. It's uh, Threshold is a very uh, friendly place. Also, there are a lot of us who consider this place our home. And when we arrive, we're here looking for friends. We're talking to friends. We're socializing. But then there's the people who don't come for that. So, if you are walking into a dungeon, you're walking in probably with a purpose. Yeah, maybe you're you're new and you're meandering and looking around to see what's going on. But you're walking in with a purpose. And you're looking at people. What can that person do for me? Is this the kind of top I want? Is this the kind of bottom I want? They zero in on someone and will ask for an introduction or go introduce themselves with that purpose in mind. And if they're seeing somebody, disability or no, wheelchair or no, if that person is not what they're looking for, they won't approach them. I mean, you even said it and we're not, it's not all, it sounds shallow when you say it, but it's, it's true. If, if you're not attracted to someone generally you don't come to a BDSM club just to chat. Most of the time you're here to play. You're here, especially at parties and stuff like that. And especially if you're new, you're here to try and find kind of like connect with. Yeah. I mean, we have a really great person who's also a listener who, you know, he, he comes and supports, but he's also very quiet. Right. So it's hard because if you're, if you already have kind of a wall and then you're not very vocal, it can be even we have people who have don't have disabilities and they're just quiet. No one talks to them. Right. Because they're not they're quiet. Yeah. So then unfortunately, someone with a disability already has something to overcome. If you're already maybe socially awkward or like you say, shy or quiet. <laughs> we or, don't have any of those here. No, you're all, you're then going to have other issues. You're going to have other issues to deal with. And here's the other thing that's hard to talk about, but it's the truth. Is this guy a top, by the way? Um, he, he, he seems to be, uh, I mean, mostly he identifies as top, but I think he may have well, some switch. Well, Astro, I apologize if, if you're not a top, but I'm assuming you're a top. And if you are a top, there are physical characteristics that a lot of bottoms look for. Right. Tall, muscular, handsome, Just that looking. fantasy kind yes, of Fabio exactly. thing, That's which is why I get for. rejected so much because I'm <laughs> fat, bald, and live in a motorhome with a blown tire in the parking lot. And the same is true of bottoms. They want, if you want a female bottom, you want... Generally speaking, someone who's very cute, attractive, submissive. Uh, but I think what we're what we find, and what I have now noticed in Threshold, now that we have um, a number of people that are wheelchair bound, are they're in here playing? Oh yeah, no, I, I, they. I mean, they're actually there are people who are going over that hump and saying, well, "This person seems like a really cool person," and they'll go within their abilities. And uh, I've played with people with challenges, and it's really a simple conversation. Okay, what is there something I need to avoid hitting? Is there something? Okay, fine. So if now, if you're hearing impaired, yeah, how am I going to see? You know? Yeah, it, it's really not a big deal. And once again, it comes to that point are we as a culture going to start? Because I noticed when I came into the lifestyle, um, you know, we have that vision of these are the, you know, the 10,000 hot chicks that are going to, you know, come to me. 
um, as and offer themselves to me in in my motorhome uh, with a blown tire in the parking lot. And I've really okay. This is gonna sound super pig, but fuck it, I am a super pig. Um, I have adapted. I have found that since I've been in the lifestyle, I have I have changed. I'm trying. You guys are all looking at me like I'm going to stick my foot in my mouth, but I probably will. But let me go. At the end, I'm just saying I'm more interested in personality at this point, and it's authentic. I still i I love hot young women. Get over it. I I still I still am attracted to uh, uh, women that are attractive. That's why they call it attractive. But I do definitely notice I have had incredible play scenes with people that maybe didn't fit the mold. Because they had a personality and a sexiness about them that kind of transcended their, you know, cookie cutter, this is what hot is. Now, were you, were these people you had talked to online first and kind of got some like flirty feely stuff out first and then met up with? I definitely feel that that most of these situations uh, were people that I developed some sort of connection with like, hey, this person's fucking pretty right on. Yeah, you know what? Because I've actually watched you get your game on. <laughs> and I've noticed that if an attractive woman walks into the club, you make a beeline for her, usually. Predator. That's and then someone do. will point. We actually had someone just point across the room when I was talking to someone and scream predator across <gasps> the whole room, which I thought was incredibly funny. I love her dearly, but... All right, but then I... I are you saying that after getting to know somebody just through the course of socializing in this club, you then saw something that their attractiveness changed because of their personality? Yeah. It wasn't an instant thing. I'm a, attraction is attraction as far as, you know, as I, far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But that definitely as I got to know people, then I was able to become attracted to other parts of them and the play ended up being very sexy. Well, and also, I, th- I think he was talking too about like re- act like more sustainable relationships, sure, versus just the play. Yeah, because I mean, he he can he can get play. There's there's definitely which a, I, I a felt lot of women who fetishize that. I felt so bad because like I actually like guffawed like when you were talking about. He's like, you know, oh, I felt bad after the next morning. I didn't feel so great about myself, and my first thought was, well, yeah. Welcome to most people waking up next to them. Especially women. <laughs> Welcome to the woman's world. Oh, just, especially I, when alcohol is evolved. So oh. I just, I literally just kind of was like, like no, I didn't yeah. in any. That's, that's yet another thing that he has to, uh, an obstacle to overcome. You know why? Because there are a lot of people in, in this world that is not a problem from them. They enjoy sex. They, they enjoy who they are. They don't need that connection, and they don't feel bad the next morning. And then sure. there's the rest of us yeah, that, who, who we need. I need that connection. I would feel like crap too. I don't do well with pickup plays. I have to get to know somebody. I have to feel some connection to them. So here is poor Astro, right? Because he's got all these obstacles to overcome, and on top of that, he's if he's a top, he doesn't look the way most women or men want their top to look like. And he also needs a connection, so it's like right. one right after the other. He's got things that he's that he, he's I got to do a know, lot of the it, work. It's it's funny, like from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, a lot of this. It's it seems like the bigger thing that he has to overcome is not his physical disability. It's all the shit that we all have to deal with in the real like 
life shit. It's the ability to find someone to connect with, the ability sure. to handle he, the rejection exactly. in that process, and uh, which he's had. And obviously, um, in in that case, it's you meet someone online, and I can't claim. I just I need to I should have started with this. I have no idea what it's like to have that kind of disability. Mm-mm. So I don't know what the day in and day out of that is. But I can only assume that when you chat someone up online and they're like, oh, you're really cool. And I mean, I've had lots of rejections <laughs> when they finally seen me. I've had people get up and walk out uh. of dates uh, with me. But it it's still, yeah, Mark, yuck <laughs> it up, you fucking bitch. Um, <laughs> I'm glad my pain causes you such joy. Um but I can imagine that when you chat someone up and they get to know and all of a sudden they start talking to you and revealing intimacy about themselves and stuff like that. No, and then it becomes hot and heavy. And then it turns out that they see the package and then they just shoot it down. And that's that's a shitty thing. Yeah. You have to be able to just you have to like yourself enough. And this is what I did because I stayed single and locked in a closet. Uh, for years and years and years just playing video games because I was so tired of the rejection until I learned to build that relationship with myself to where I could understood. First, I had to let go of the narcissism. You know what? A lot of people aren't going to like me. They don't have to, but I like myself. And as I kept building my self-worth and self-esteem, aside from what other people validated me or didn't validate me with, that's when the rejection started not becoming as painful and eventually I did find people that were uh willing to tolerate me on more there's there's why'd you just roll your eyes what I had something in my eye god damn it you know what you know what Astro the bottom line is here at perverted podcast we see you as more than just a fetish you are you are seen here he's a good guy good writer has a movie trailer I'm not supposed am I supposed to no he has a movie trailer yeah, he's working on he's working on some stuff. Cool. He's working on some stuff. Maybe that'll come out one day. But anyway, this is a great topic, and yes. and and I'm glad we uh, we hit on it. Aww. If you're gonna be naughty, you've gotta protect your bits. Learn some medical tips on kinky health with the biz. What evils would do harm to your dude's sausage or femme taco? Femme taco. How do you protect yourself from germs in your kinky play space? Bad germs. Bad. These questions and more from the nurse that loves to hurt Abyss. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, today we will be talking about one of my favorite topics. My penis. Oh, I besides it. that, my blog pope. Blood play. Yay! I figured. Oh, golf clap. Oh, thank you. I figured at this point we have discussed it so many times on the show <laughs> that we might as well actually get into some of the nitty gritty. So blood, pl- uh, blood play is based on the fact that blood is the fluid that transports the necessary components to sustain life. We at any time can have the average adult has between five and seven liters of blood, yeah. depending on weight and height. What was that? What was that? I don't know. I got vampire for a minute. <laughs> Um, blood is an amazing product. It it transports. It's into transportation, so it transports oxygen for the lungs, where it is used in metabolism, and then the byproduct of that is carbon dioxide, and then that picks it up and brings it back to the lungs, and then you breathe it out. 
Um, it helps remove waste products and transport home hormones. Regulation, it helps keep our bodies in balance. For instance, it keeps uh, us at the right, right temperature through vasoconstriction and vasodilation. And protection, clotting factors. That is how uh, blood is how the body protects us from basically bleeding, bleeding out. And white blood cells are the messengers to that help play in the immune system. So blood is a huge factor. That's a big fucking important fluid right? there. Hold on. Okay. Blood is like the well-organized Amazon leaf cutter ant. <gasps> you know, these are not easy to figure out. Like, think of, okay? I just picture these little mandibles going. It's kind of creepy, these little ants Ew. going through my veins now. No, no, they, they, you picture with their little leaves. They're like, hey, I got a job and I'm doing it. I, I, I like them. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> gang, 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 gang. I am a mandible ant. So blood play, what we do is all that important stuff that's flowing through your veins, we want to play with it. It can be used to strengthen bonds, intensify scenes, or it can just be a fun finger paint. Um, when you are doing blood play, consent and full disclosure is important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> so you should really find out about your bottom's health history. Do they have anemia? Which is... A lack of blood. A lack of iron. Um, it, not always. Um, it's also if they have any bleeding conditions, if they're on any, you know, blood thinners. These are all things you want to know before you start, you know, opening them up. Do they have any bloodborne pathogens or any kind of disabilities like that? Um, also, full disclosure brought up last time. You can scar at any point. If you are cutting, poking, prodding, opening the flesh and skin... You can scar, even if it's a small scratch. That is now your, you are now risk aware consensual kink, y'all. You are now scratched. Um, safety. Yours as a top. You have to uh, do precautions for yourself in this type of play. So you're going to want to do standard precautions. You want to you wanna wear your gloves. You want to wear your goggles. You want to wear your mask if you are spraying it. Um, <laughs> yes, if you are spraying it, it happens. Uh, Are you cutting into an artery? No, but we'll get into that. Oh, oh, I'm getting wheezy. <laughs> it's going white. Really? I anyway. think we pissed off at this. <laughs> I didn't trample through your damn fucking things. Dicks. It's blood. So you have to be concerned about uh, standard, cost, uh, standard contact, droplet, and indigestion. So if you're going to be drinking the person's blood, please understand that the primary concerns for... Um, Pathogens are going to be your HIV, Hep B, Hep C. So you're going to want to, you know, make sure the person is tested before you ingest. Yes. I raised my hand. Yes, you did. Now, can you get like Hep C from ingesting? Mm-hmm. Oh. Because if you have a cut in your mouth. Oh, oh. So it does have to be. It does have to enter blood. Like or, if you brush your teeth. Yeah, if you brush your teeth, or if it hasn't been killed in your stomach, or you know, these are certain things. If you have an ulcer that you didn't know about. So now you're bleeding someone else's blood through a hole in your stomach and going into the rest of your body. That sounds nasty. What? <laughs> what? What? It, I'm not answering your questions anymore. <laughs> um, the other, as uh, for their safety as a bottom, broken skin means you're going to be vulnerable to infection. Um, so make sure you do rubbing alcohol beforehand before you do any kind of needles, cutting, etc. Um, and the community. Please, if you're going to do these kind of scenes, make sure you clean up and tarp. And if you think you've used enough tarp, use more. And don't forget the ceiling. 
I've seen you tarp. You tarp everything. Dexter. Don't forget the ceiling. Yeah. I've, oh. Yeah. So types, oh, of, so types of play. You can do needles, scalpels, barbed wire. Yes. Which I will be doing soon. I'm excited. Um, and depth counts. If you are using a scalpel, you really need to be cautious. That is literally meant to flay open a person. So go to classes. Practice on some chickens. Not alive ones, like chicken breasts. Like chicken breasts. <laughs> Someone with a leather vest and a scalpel chasing down the kitchen. <laughs> Come here, chicken, I'm going to practice. Cutting scalpel. So what you can do with that is once the person is bleeding, you can do caning, flogging, zippers. Zippers are a lot of fun. Oh, you needles? take needles and you tape them all together You and, and you uh, put them into the skin and then you pull them all at once. Or you make the person run. Yes. Yes. Um, if the person is clotting, a good way to continue to make it flow is to hit the area. I know it sounds like a jerk move, but if you're <laughs> playing with a masochist, it's a lot of fun because you can cut them. And then if they clot, which they should, you punch the area again and keep it flowing. Plus, it's fun to just punch an open wound. Um, you want to make sure to check in often because with this kind of play, people can pass out. And people are not always aware of the psychological effect, even as bystanders. Um, I have done scenes like this and literally had people walk by and get like queasy, like, oh, <laughs> the sight, the, you know, the smell, all of that is is intoxicating for us who love blood. But if people are squigged out by it, it, it can be very, very traumatic. So clean up. <laughs> that was my throat. That was your throat? <laughs> <laughs> that was my throat. Uh, clean up. Uh, hydrogen peroxide is a great way to break down blood, but do not get it in any open wounds. It's actually very detrimental to the cells. Um, so just use saline or yeah, just like soap and water to clean up. Uh, just, I would also highly recommend if you're playing in the dungeon, make sure you clean up your bottom before they start walking around. Don't make them a walking oh, biohazard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some I've dick seen moves. That, yes. it's, what it's about a, a squirt bottle? I use a squirt bottle to kind of, cause once it all gets all crusty and blood dry, mm -hmm. then it, it's not easy to come off and you can use rubbing alcohol, but it doesn't Hydrogen come peroxide, off. It really breaks it down quick. Really? More than yeah. water? Because I just use a spray bottle of water. Just, I'm telling you, I, as someone who's bled a lot of people with like, I'm just saying, it makes it, it easier. Just regular hydrogen breaks up. Okay, yeah. good. So, I learned something. I mean, that's, and that's something I figure, uh, this is a new way, you know, we, we talk about diseases and stuff. Hey, let's talk about some play. Hmm. Yeah. Now, look, we're all like looking off and Mark's <laughs> fucking in the couch masturbating. Her jeans are fucking soaked. Not don't tell she the is. listeners. She is. She's there. That. Her laptop is thrown to the side, and her fucking legs thrown over, and she's just slapping her cunt right now, going, "I fucking love this bleeding." Is going on in your oh, head? I oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. Wake oh. up. Welcome back. Oh. Welcome back. Hi, kinky, kinky health with the best. <laughs> it, it would be hot if she was doing that, though. <laughs> hey, thank you. Oh, ah, wow. She showed me her cooter. <laughs> <laughs> Annoyingly bad. <laughs> what? That was what we got. Okay. What? We're not gonna do. Okay. What? What are we gonna do? Oh, I I didn't know if we were gonna do perverted mailbox. We don't have to. No. Did you not hear? Annoyingly <laughs> bad rap. Okay. I could do it again. Please don't. Don't do it Annoyingly again. God. Bad rap. 
You're All right, Sam, bad. I can't I can't have you look at me while you're doing this. <laughs> you're banished back to the couch. Sam was sitting, usually sits on the couch behind Abyss. And he's been sitting like eight feet across from her, just like leering at her. You're so no, pretty. He's very respectful. And I think I get it because he wants to see like what's going on. But I'm about to do this horrible fucking rap. And I can't even I can't even look at you while I do you this. You banished him to the couch. <laughs> It's been a show. There's going to be so much editing. (laughs) No editing. I'm not editing any of this show. So much editing. No editing. This is the annoyingly bad rap that we do every month. Our perverted podcast listeners, uh, usually on our FetLife page, send us. Yeah, that's right. I'm fucking throwing down some fingers. I'm rubbing my man titties, too. That's what I do. I don't rub your man titties. I'm rubbing my man titties. You like it. Annoyingly bad (laughs) (laughs) So you, the perverted podcast listener, get to every month choose the topic that we write a horrible, annoyingly bad rap about. And I think it was Miss Curious that put in... This month's rap, which is accidental anal. <laughs> Who's going first? Boogie. A bit, what, me? Yes. All right, I'll give it a try. <laughs> All right, I want you to get in the space, man. Just just think about that. Your fucking shit's going on. It's, it's getting hot. Grind, grind. Go, go. Deeply entraptured in the throat. No, I'm going to start again because that <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Why is there no light here? I'm a blind guy sitting in the dark. You turned off the lights. Sam! <laughs> Sam, go to the lights quickly! Go! You're unbanished. Unbanished. <laughs> oh, oh, look! <laughs> Sam, you're rebanished. <laughs> Deeply enraptured in the throes of sex. You freak the fuck out, and now I'm perplexed. Your sexy voice leaves, and out comes the troll the instant you inform me. Wrong fucking all. Now you're mad because your bum got violated. You look at me like I should be annihilated. You think I did it on purpose, but you have to believe me. It's called a one-eyed snake, but the dick can't see. Oh, my God. It's not my fault. Oh. It's all wet. It's wet and hot, and you're fucking going, and you're like, I don't know. Feels good. It's a little tight around the edge. Accidental, yeah, sorry. Accidental anal is really lame. Girls don't be fooled. It's a silly game. They pretend that it's just a slip. Fuck, I'm starting over. (laughs) I was completely off the beat. I was completely off. Well, that's (laughs) (laughs) stop it. Stop it! My titties are. Why do you have titties hurt? We are such a failed show. Suck. So flawed. All right, go. Accidental anal is really lame. Girls, don't be fooled. It's a silly game. They pretend it was just a slip, then ask like a douche. Did you like it? Don't be sneaky. Have some class. If you want to fuck, just tell me if you want to fuck my ass. If you're so eager, you might get to. But first, I'll put, get a strap on and just do you. I get. Throw that paper but down. It's true. It's totally true. Because when it slips in and all of a sudden they give you that look, the first, you're in the middle of it and all you can think of is like, 
but do you like it? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then you dodge a fucking shoe or something like that, and you get an extra 10 seconds of anal dodge in there. Shoe. Yeah. This is the worst annoyingly bad rap. I love it. <laughs> this is awesome. We are not getting a record deal. We are not. Kathy. Yeah. You got to bring us home, baby. Right. You got to save the show right now. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure, right? No pressure. First time having sex, and I want to get it right. She's waiting on all fours, got her pussy in my sights. At least I think that's what it is. Is it pink or brown? Should have listened during health when they pass that sheet around. The anus is on top, I think, or on the bottom, because she's facing that way, so her pussy's on the bottom? Guess I have no choice. I'll pick a hole and go. Toss a coin, pick a straw, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. No, wait. I know, I have a better thing to do. Just like Luke when he flew his X-Way on its course, I'm going to close my eyes and use the force. Oh, that was not annoyingly bad. That was fucking awesome. What What are you doing? I'm trying, what? What Annoyingly bad rap. You get this confused look on your face. You look at the computer. Which button do I press? I'm blind. Sam Thank- turned on the lights. You have no excuse. Thankfully, Sam turned on the lights, <laughs> but it doesn't make my little thing screen on my laptop. You know what? So, um, <laughs> who's going to pick next <laughs> week's fetish roulette? Are we doing fetish roulette? We're picking. Oh, it weeks. says it right there. Yes. Okay. No, let let Sam do it. Oh, look, she's Sa- got a pouty okay, face Okay, fine. Sam, do you want to forfeit and let Abyss pick? Of course you do, you fucking suck up. Pick pick next week's fetish roulette. Okay, this is our fetish roulette. And uh, Abyss is going to pick a fetish that we don't know what it is. She actually cut cut herself. Blood play. Blood play, fibrogen. (laughs) And so then next week, we're going to talk about uh, what this philia is. What is it? Read it. I shall read it. It is called gerontophilia. Geronimo! It's, it's the fear of jumping off of cliffs naked. That's <laughs> what the fuck is that? Gerontophil- what is it? Gerontophilia. Okay, so uh, next, right, week, next week I will have a presentation on whatever the hell oh. Gerontophilia is. <laughs> but in the meantime, I it all of us had a rough week. Abyss's boobs are sore. Kathy, Kathy is is dealing with homeless homelessness. Un- homelessness un- homelessness. She gets to live here at Threshold with me soon. That would be going to be fucking awesome. We're going to be like bunk mates. I have to choose a room. Is it the purple room? The spider room? The red room? What? I don't know. You can it's sleep in the medical room. That'd be creepy. You'll put your legs in the stirrups and just kind of sack out. You'll wake up and I'll be all, hey, I'm just you know, going to fix some shit here. <laughs> going to get in there. Gonna get. I'm going to sing a song now. Please do. Because it's been a rough week, this is a song I wrote a long time ago to help me deal with, with, with life. It's not necessarily funny, but it's, it's the dinosaur song. I wish I could kill you, but mommy won't let me. I wish I could kill you, but mommy won't let me. Mommy says it's not nice to want to kill people. Maybe she's right, there's something wrong with me Oh, they're swaying 
wish I was a great big dinosaur Great big teeth and great big eyes I would hunt you, I would stalk you Eat your flesh and make you die It's a happy song, Kathy. Stop looking like that. Maybe I'll call the president Maybe he'll send his guns and ships Maybe then you'll know I'm serious I don't really wish that I could kill you Don't really know what's bugging me Maybe we could talk and make it all better War is so ugly I'd rather have peace I'd rather have peace Kathy, I'd rather have peace I'd rather have peace Though I'm most likely lying Cause fucking kill them all! I wanna be a dinosaur! You're a dinosaur! That is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding areas, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to all of our guests and hosts, to Abyss, Woo! to Boogie, Woo! to myself, Woo! and to Mark and Sam. Woo! If you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com. And as you go out into the world and meet the people that don't understand you, always know that your Perverted Podcast family is right here waiting for you until next week. Enjoy the naughty. We are out of here! Woo! Abyss keeps grabbing your boots. They really hurt. Is that because of annoyingly bad rap? You're squeezing them. You're squeezing your tits like I do with, uh, you know. Annoyingly bad rap. (laughs) My boobies hurt. Do you want me to massage your boobies? No. Can I kiss your boobies? Maybe. Can I lick your clit? You know what? <laughs>